books I read it on tape Hello, welcome to Trash Delivery. I'm Dustin. What up? I'm Kevin. I'm Nick. Uh, I would like to say, uh, I just can't believe it was a it was a bit of a violation of trust that you outed me as a voter, as a Biden voter. Kevin, did I address this yet? I don't think so. I just can't what? believe it. What? You just on the on the on the Jack AM episode, Jack AM on the Jack Allison episode. Uh oh, shit. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Fuck. This episode. <laughs> you said I voted for Biden, and you know what? I know it doesn't matter. I know it doesn't. That ultimately, ultimately, uh, I didn't uh, know it was a secret. I want it to be a secret. I feel ashamed of it now. <clears throat> oh, who cares? I know. I know. That's the ultimate. That there is some. That the, that that is generally the where the most truth lies. Is who cares? Don't fret too much. But it's just like, goddamn. I am like a little bit feeling the 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 like stupor of trump fever wear off and and getting rid of him feels less good than i thought it would i of, of course had no you illusion didn't get rid of him you didn't get rid of him that's okay yeah i know i know i just don't your vote, like your vote did not con- did not make that happen so you can you can ease yourself of the burden i just don't fucking like that uh this guy, it's just that I, I have this feeling of like, oh, I voted for you, as you did ever, as he does every horrible thing that he's going to continue yeah. doing, and uh, basically, you know, restarts the American Imperial Project because um, that really, like, maybe Trump was good. I hate to say it. Uh, <laughs> no. I can't go no. that far. No, just kidding. I can't uh, go that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't. He was funny. No, I the only thing that I actually legitimately uh mean in regard to that is that like maybe having the empire be a failing empire is like better. Maybe the f- more failing version of it is just, you know, we don't need the better managed version of it. Like it's just like I get that's accelerationism. That's okay. I'm ex- uh, I think that's, I think we've all decided that the Biden administration is going to be competent and a little too early. Let's wait and see how competent it will be. Okay, but it's going to be whether competent or incompetent, like whatever, like whatever that means exactly. Um, they're they're still going to be moving forward with the intent to like move the you know, de- like uh, the the American Imperial Project, basically like that. Uh, fuck. Okay, never. I'm. I suck at this podcast. <laughs> I'm just trying oh, to say that uh, that 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 uh, Trump like wasn't doing the right things, basically. Like that he is not. Uh, he he wasn't like aware of the job he had, you know, and was like letting letting America's basically their their like weight in the world fall, and was letting like China fill a vacuum, and didn't really seem to be worried that that honestly worried about it. Like he was just like it's fine, whatever. I'm like he goes and meets with uh, with Kim Jong Un, and he's like, oh, we actually got along. It's it's fine. Like I don't care. He doesn't have a broader 
project. Oh, I mean, yeah. The thing that the cool, the thing that was the best about Trump was that he completely took the the luster off of America in the eyes of the rest of the world. Like, and you can't. And the thing is, even no matter who's president now, you can't. We can't pretend that away. Like the whole world saw us drop our pants. They know. They know what America is. They're not like it. Right. I hope so. But they, the Biden, the Biden administration is going to be about pulling those pants back up and really like fixing the belt and trying to really show off to everyone else that like, we got a belt on now and we're good. I I mean, I'm I'm not convinced Trump can put, or Biden can put his pants on and by himself, let alone the countries. I mean, this is a man who just fucking broke his ankle playing with his personally. Yeah. Like in his life, he probably couldn't put his pants on as a guy, but when he, all he has to do is just nod his head. And say like, oh yes, okay, sure. When he gets the fucking morning national security briefing from the CIA, he's just got to be like, yeah, let's do it. You know. Meanwhile, you had Trump would be like actively antagonistic towards them and like firing people at random. That 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 was all fun and good, but I think we I think there's been on the left some like over over like. With Trump in regards to foreign policy, it's like I mean, this dude still did. There were more, I believe, there were more drone strikes under him. Oh, than way the, more. The That's president. true. So That's it's like it's, it's all, this is all a wash. This is all like it's it's he was being like on the like on Twitter and and in his and his the stuff he would talk about. He would say stuff that uh, did the you know that did us a disservice in like in that yeah. it made us look like clowns, which is good. But he was still doing the stuff that. Because the, the 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 machine is operating no matter what here. It's yeah, like it, it was more like the, the machine was just like operating and functioning on autopilot. So the areas that we were like at war, he was just like, oh yeah, sure, turn the war up. That's fine. Or like you know, just keep bombing. But he just would like get, you know, this shit with like uh um uh Bolton and shit. Like I guess it's just petty. You know, you don't want to read too much into it and be like, this is an actually meaningful ideological battle. But like. It's not like he was coming at it ideologically, but the pettiness is like good in a way. I don't, I don't, I just don't know what the fuck it, I guess it doesn't matter. Wait, is, is Nick still here? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I heard him live. All right. Fuck this. We don't have to talk about this. Uh, uh, I would like to say, um, no, actually, what, what do I want to say? Fuck. Hold on, let me look at my notes. I should have looked at my goddamn notes before. Excuse me. It's pretty good that we're recording this uh, uh, virtually because I have been farting nonstop since noon. <laughs> this, this impossible whop really fucked me up. Goddamn. Have you been getting that uh, impossible croissant witch? Uh, yeah, every once in a while. Every once in a while. You know, Is I just got good? back from... Uh, the, the, a funeral, a shoot, a video shoot at a funeral where they were what? doing a, uh, they were like, off the bat, you have like people hit, coming up to you trying to like tell you tell you how to do the video. And then, um, yeah, before I know it, this, this guy is like, all the employees are trying to make this. Well, I found out at the very end, after all the employees had tried to make this POV thing happen, I was like, why are they all pushing for this? Whose idea is this? To have this be like virtual reality, uh, go to a funeral. Uh, yeah, who, who, what service. is the intended audience for this? Oh yeah, I want to get my Oculus Rift, and I want to. Oh, what do I want to do today? I could like pretend I'm fucking <laughs> a supermodel, or I could pretend my grandpa just died. What the fuck is this? This is insane. Yeah, yeah they're and gonna put like it on be- Pornhub. 
<laughs> yeah. Beyond the level of like it being kind of dumb, it's also just like technically not easy to like people like walking with a camera guess what it's shaky and doesn't look good you need like a stabilizer and also like walking into different rooms the lighting changes and stuff it's very easy to imagine a pov video very difficult to pull it off were you enlisted to like make a found footage horror movie is this what this was like (laughs) at the very end of it the david guy the owner he's like uh, you talking my ear off before I can get out the door, and then he's like, "And did you get did you get some of those? Uh, you get some of those cool like uh, point of view shots?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, we tried." And and he was like, "Oh great, that was my idea." So. Oh my god! Did the family <laughs> of the deceased were they aware of what was going on? No, well, that's there was there was no deceased. I guess I wasn't clear about that. It was oh, just a okay. general. It was just a general funeral home. Uh, service about grieving so it's not like there's a body in the room all right so this is so you misled us you we've been kevin and i have been sitting here just racking our brains trying to imagine why anyone would (laughs) want a video recording of a few of the funeral of their loved one when this is what is this more of like an advertisement or something for the funeral home it's a it's kind of an advertisement but it's uh it's a service that they hold every year it's a it's i don't know who the fuck it's for other than just, I don't know who comes to this. It's like a weird church service. They have like a pastor, you know, he talks about. They just talk people. about grieving in general. Oh, and he talked about how uh, he was talking about the love languages, the pastor there. And and when he got to the love language of touch, he was like, whoa. And, you know, let me don't, you know, don't get me started on this one in these times. You know, a lot, it's especially for those huggers out there. And I thought he was going to like go into a cancel culture riff before I realized like, oh no, obviously it's, it's Corona he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of, uh, of, of touch, uh, today, I, earlier today, I, uh, I, as I do every day, I Googled the COVID death totals. Yeah. Uh, and one of the common questions on Google was, can I, can I get COVID if I touch the dead body of someone who died of COVID? And that was like, this is the most fucked up question I've ever seen be one of the common questions on Google. I'm going to go with like, yes. Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm going to go with like, no. I think that the, the, the virus can't live in a, that's a, a vacant host. You know, there's no, none of the good. I didn't look there. to see what the answer was. I just, I was just like staring at this with mouth agape. Just like, I mean, if the virus was, can live in the air. Okay. Maybe so. It's just, the virus is just like, hanging out hoping someone comes and touches this body i i i think that they were talking about at a funeral yeah so uh, just, at a funeral that body's probably safe to touch and the thing is like you might not realize this but when you show up at a funeral you are just overcome with an urge to touch the body <laughs> you just want to get your hands in there i, I just I want to climb in there with them <laughs> I, I will say at my dad's funeral like every my whole family was like they were like try- they they like expected me to like have a moment. They were all like trying to coerce me into having a moment with my yeah. dad's gifts. And I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And I, I was like, I nope. They like wanted I, it to be I, like I, a movie. Yeah, it's like it's like they wanted like some kind of like vampiric, like, oh, look at this emotional moment. It's like This will be uh, cathartic no. for us. Yeah, no, when you all leave the room, I will do that. I'm not doing I'm not a like a fucking gonna do put on a an act of grief for you. Uh, it's very strange. Funerals are awful, awful. I cannot imagine why anyone would ever 
no, no. Yeah, I really David's uh, the funeral film. director's idea of uh, funeral video is becoming cool. He was talking about how they could be fun. Funeral videos could be fun because you go to the luncheon afterwards, and he'd be like, you could see all the people that showed up. Yeah, this guy is so, goth as hell. This guy was this is this guy like Robert Smith or something? Like who? Like, <laughs> oh my god! Oh brother! He reminded well, me he, of a like a kitchen nightmares owner. <laughs> <laughs> it's an absolute idiot, just in charge of a bunch of people who are smarter than him. Uh, I think we, I think we should get into Turkey Corner. Turkey Corner? What the hell are you talking about? Turkey Corner is the Thanksgiving edition of the various corners. We already did our Thanksgiving episode. No, we didn't. We recorded an episode. Uh, well, I guess we didn't talk about. We have not talked post Thanksgiving or like what occurred on this Thanksgiving. Time, yes, I'm th- this this it, it's Nick, Dustin, and Kevin Corner, but Thanksgiving edition. <laughs> We're gonna talk about our Thanksgivings. Okay. I mean, there's not really whole much to talk about. Is there something to talk about? Did you? Did well, there's you there's a quarter million people striking in India. That's cool. Because of Thanksgiving. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're really. That's why. That is. is it, I mean, is we, we, I want to do Thanksgiving like, corner. I do want to do Thanksgiving corner, but that that is happening. You know, when you're like, is anything happening? Hey, man, there's a working class quarter million. Oh. Who uh, who who's doing the striking? Like, is it like call center employees? Like, is it a specific like subset of workers or? Yeah, they shut down entire regions. It's like working class people. They are uh, protesting Modi, and I forget the exact specific stuff. <laughs> and that is what people come to trash delivery for. Like, yeah, they like, well, well, they you know what we'll, to current knowledge. events. That's better yeah. than any other fucking American news outlet. It's just saying that it's happening at all. And you know what? Yeah. Go do the research yourself. Hey, guys. Hey, yeah, we're just here to down, guide you. We're not here to educate you. That's what Google's for, okay? Yeah. No, absolutely just, not. Yeah, what, it's, it's not, not that I resent having to do the emotional labor. It's just that I like physically don't have it. So <laughs> I can't. Uh, but Thanksgiving corner. How, Let's go. How was your Thanksgiving, it. Dustin? How was your Thanksgiving? Well, I will say I uh, I had a Thanksgiving all at home. Uh, I did not go to Ohio, so I was making my own Thanksgiving stuff. And Thanksgiving is is more expensive when you have to like make it all yourself. And so I made all my Thanksgiving stuff, and also uh, I ate a turkey. I a ate some turkey. turkey. No, not a whole. I broke vegetarianism uh, to eat a turkey. I have not eaten a turkey. I had to, I've been experimenting with eating chicken occasionally, but I've not had a turkey since I was like 14. A and whole turkey? No, I, we made a breast. We made a single breast and we uh, ate half. Turkey titty? Yeah, yeah no, titty. I ate. Well, I didn't even want to. I was like, we were maybe thinking about making a whole turkey. And then, of course, we had the realization, yeah. oh, my oven doesn't work. But then we had the other realization that... Like, oh, we're going to be opening a plastic-wrapped, like, bird with little wings, and it'll have its neck and giblets stuck, stuffed yeah, inside stuffed of its body. Of it. mm-hmm. And uh, so we opted for the breast. Yeah, good call. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the way to go. It was great, uh, actually, because cooking an entire bird is difficult, too, because you're cooking different uh, parts of the bird all at once. The breast, you can just cook it right. 
I, I was impressed with myself. I was like, I've not cooked meat uh, maybe ever really on in a way because I became a vegetarian like before I was like an Making autonomous being. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a Thanksgiving for one many years ago where I did turkey and stuffing and sauerkraut and all various sides. Sauerkraut? Mm-hmm. That's, a, That's part of your Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. That sounds great. I mean, I wish that had been a part of mine. We never... What else? Is there any other... Is, what? Where does that come from? Is that like a normal thing? Nick. Hello? Oh, my God. Nick dropped this, out. This sucks. I drop I out know. like every 90 seconds. What the fuck? Why are you dropping out? Is it your connection? I don't know. It might... It could be my Wi-Fi, I guess. He was listening to Timothy Leary. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, we told you to turn those lectures off when you're potting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know you're into him. Yeah, it was great, though. I went and saw a movie by myself, uh, which, unfortunately, this was when I did my solo Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Years ago in Portland, Oregon. And uh, I went to see No Country for Old Men. It was great. Well, that's a good movie to get you in the Thanksgiving spirit. Mm-hmm. And then I got wasted to mid. and played Call of Duty. It was it was great. Why was it? <laughs> was it Thanksgiving for one? Did, weren't you living with your girlfriend? Yeah, she went home, but we we couldn't afford two plane tickets to go home for Thanksgiving, and she really wanted to go. So I was like, "Excellent, get out of here." Basically, <laughs> 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 this is when things were going well. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, you mean I get a four, you know, like a four day weekend to myself? I think that'll be just fine." no problem there Mm -mm. um kevin what did you go wait nick we didn't actually get what did what did you do for this thanksgiving oh i met my parents and my sister in the parking lot of the theater um where we hung out at a distance for about 20 minutes because it was cold and that was my thanksgiving right on you resisted the urge to embrace yeah yeah, it was pretty uh pretty depressing, honestly. It is it is it feels like almost more fucked up in a way when you see your loved ones and then you're just standing apart from each other and like can't do anything. Mm-hmm. It was nice. It was nice to see them. I mean, but it was yeah. you know, it was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's good you could see them at all. Right. And also good that you didn't want I mean, I don't want to shame anyone that like I don't know how to fucking feel about I'm sure a lot of people went to Thanksgiving. I'm sure a lot of people listening probably like saw their families. It's like, yeah, that's know. a tough one for sure. I mean, I feel like uh, Kevin and I were talking about this a little bit. I think uh, I feel like if you have somebody in your family that's like super at risk, you know, it's like you gotta weigh it out. Yeah. I don't think like flying across the country to see your family is necessarily a great idea. Right, especially yeah, the just the travel. You could pick it up even if you got tested before. Exa- right, on the way right. There. Like I mean, there's just too many variables. But mm-hmm. but then I saw you know I saw somebody tweet before Thanksgiving like about basically the angle of like how depressed a lot of people. I mean, people the holidays are are very you know suicides are up. Um, the stocks are down. The suicides are up. Twenty twenty is. Right. Stocks and, are you know, up, like actually. COVID, like, we hit 30,000. But... Right, but with okay, COVID, you know, okay, obviously okay. the depression is even worse um, for a lot of people, yeah, well, I'm sure. So, like, if they were basically saying, like, 
If it's between going to see your family and and fucking killing yourself, then you know, <laughs> like maybe. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, also, I don't like, like to use the word self care, uh, uh, but there. Are, yeah, you gotta during this time, like you gotta do a little bit of self care. Uh, especially since it's going on almost a year now. I mean, yeah. and, and, and there, no one's going to save you. Uh, obviously like no, there's no, there's no entity in this country. Uh, especially the government that is not going to make anything better or safer. So it, it does sadly come down to just. All we got know. is each other. <laughs> it's a sad truth. Hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, I was thinking like, you know how, uh, Bernie lost, you know how that happened? Sure. Yeah. And how no one and how Bernie's not even that far left. And obviously we're never going to get a leftist. Uh, that was really just, that was, that was definitely the trial run to see if it was possible Mm -hmm. to get anyone like marginally actually left into the presidency. And um, for you know, for everyone that was saying uh, it it, w- it couldn't happen, uh, God bless you. You were right. Uh, it was a lot. Uh, many of us wasted our time, but we had to find out. You know, I don't know. It's more of a you gotta like you gotta fail so you really know it it can't happen. Uh, but are we gonna at least get a guy who like fucking understands how? Like, are we gonna? at least get someone who will build trains and like like fix the infrastructure and, and, and manage the economy in a way that like more like China that doesn't just have this weird mythological, like free market, uh, like deficit fear mongering shit and just like manage it. Like, cause the weird thing is like the, it's like fucking superstitious the way we manage our economy. It's this, it's this weird holdover from like the gold standard era shit and it like it actually is a detriment to a functioning economy in a way that would benefit the ruling class like the ruling class should want the economy to like to not completely collapse and for especially the american western ruling class uh should would should not want china to understand how their economy works and be able to manage it Whereas we're just like oh, constantly hands in our air in the air, like aloof, like oh geez, we don't know what's going on. I guess we gotta like, I guess more money has to go to investors or what? Like I don't, and we're I know, afraid. I know, of- you, I know what you mean. It's baffling that like you know that there are there are capitalists in America who don't who are smart enough to know better to know that uh there actually we do have to do some things here if we want this system to continue. Otherwise, it is on a train and it's going to crash right into a mountain. But the thing is, like, the logic of, of capital for these people is, like, yeah, some of them understand that this is not tenable, but the logic of capitalism demands short-term profits over long-term profits. So they're going to they're going to do what's going to help them right now, regardless of the fact to cause everything to collapse. And that's why it's, like, funny whenever people are just, like, so pointless whenever people, like, call out, uh, you know, capital making decisions that benefits capital and being like oh this doesn't this actually is rational like yeah guess what capitalism is uh but this is also why i I truly do hope that um that that ultimately leads to the subordination uh of western capital to china that would just really rule 
Well, it seems like and that's kind of like going to happen oh, whether shit, we like it or not. You're in the coming out of my phone now. Okay, there you are. But uh, just like, cause I was, I've been reading more about uh, shit, and like the thing that goes on in China is that like she, uh, <laughs> she is, uh, they they this subordinate. Is a hey, penguin. No, I yeah okay yeah he's he's G pilling me, but the China the, all I the more and more I read about it, it's funny. All of my assumptions or everything, I'm like, oh, guess what? Mister Dustin's smart brain knew China was good. Uh, that. They, they 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 subordinate billionaires and corporations to like they actually prosecute corruption and stuff like the 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 unbridled fucking logic of capitalism that like you said there is no logic to it it's it is just charged full speed ahead it is a cancer like completely like it is a very apt metaphor for it it's not even like uh, hyperbole it is a rapid irrational expansion of itself uh it that is unsustainable and it ultimately like maybe will become subordinated by i i think that we are maybe heading towards uh gratefully a collapse of the u.s and a like chinese-led uh just basically like not because we're like fucking crazy children with like crashing our like cars into each other and setting things on fire in America yeah. like it it makes no Pretty fucking cool. sense it regardless of like uh in, in you know intent or anything or just like whether um wait is Nick dropping in and out again yep Nick's I mean I've never not been dropping in and out oh my god I, I hear like 90 seconds and then I drop out and then this I, is ridiculous for like well, 10 seconds hopefully you know, in the I was just looking at the chart yesterday for um uh, our 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 podcast. Chart? No, the the trash delivery, and get, we had a real dip. With the 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 trash delivery economic crisis came when COVID hit. We drip. We dropped. We dropped. We only just got back up to where we were. Well, that's because that, pod, podcasting in general took a hit when during COVID. Paradoxically, true. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's like yeah, they're less, less commuting. The yeah. Right. yeah, people weren't working, so people weren't potting. Right. <clears throat> now we're just back, back to failing. I go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, you're doing that. Wait, what yep. are you doing? I'm a UPS driver. You got a wow. Nah, I don't get to drive one of the trucks. I get to drive my car. And uh-huh. I don't get to wear the brown shorts. That's, that sounds that better. Sucks. I, 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 I would know. be bummed like out the, about I, not having the uniform, honestly. I, like I wouldn't want the truck. No, I would no, want I'm the glad, truck, I'm, but I would want the uniform. The uniform, would, I would I want that too. And like the, yeah, you would look hot. You would look good. And you would maybe like, that would finally be the thing. Well, I could live up to my namesake, Kevin James in the King of Queens, uh, <laughs> who plays who's a UPS driver in that show. And I could have sure. a hot ex-scientologist wife, live with Ben Stiller's dad. Be pretty sweet. My best friend is Patton Oswalt. That sounds pretty shitty, but the rest sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I hope that... Uh, can you listen to podcasts? I don't know. I mean, I would assume it's my car, but yeah, I don't right. know. How are they gonna? 
I, my first day of training tomorrow, I really don't know what the day-to-day is going to look like. So, uh, so you're going to be in a car with another person wow. that you don't know all day? No, I don't think I don't think it's like that kind of training. I think I'll be in my car the whole time. Okay. Well, we got a new uh, on-the-ground working-class report coming soon from Kevin. Yeah, I, I have to... My, I, my, an app gives me all my instructions in my dispatcher. Okay. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Damn. But hey, hey man, I'll fucking, I'm going to, you might not hear from me for a little while. Cause if I, if they get me as many, if they, uh, I'm going to work as many hours as they let me have. $21 man, an hour plus mileage. You're on the front lines now. You could be part of like the, organized if there is going to be any manifestation of an organized struggle i I am not striking i'm not doing any shit i'm not jeopardizing fucking 21 no No, sir if we get to a point of any sort of uh 21 an hour uh yeah all right well that's cool well god (laughs) listen to you though listen to you the the point if we get to the point of an actual general strike ideally it would be no one is jeopardizing i mean that's the whole point is that this is me. This is me jerking off the uh, the concept of a general strike. Literally, never going to happen. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I, I I can't say that's never. A, that's one of the pipe dreams of people online on the left. Literally, I think it, never well, going to happen. I don't think it's going to be able. It's got to at a certain point. I mean, there's a there's a thing that is like the people that are being immiserated, and yeah, they're going to do other things. They're not going to do a general strike. Well, it seems like America has to like basically start crumbling towards, you know, its client state third world countries that it uses to expropri- expro- uh, expropriate. Why can't I say that word? Whatever. It, okay. It uses uh, basically as labor source, you know, cheap labor. Like, and now it's starting to turn that more inward and be able to like at a certain point. Uh, th- things have collapsed so completely that I don't know. I, I don't know. Is this gonna? This is not gonna happen in our lifetimes, though. Boy. Who knows? Just buckle up, wait and see. Just, just it'll it'll happen or it won't. Any sort of meaningful resistance is what I mean. Uh, it's just in America. It seems like it's gonna happen elsewhere. In America, is just gonna like may, maybe it will. Oh, there's stuff that can happen it's, here. I don't know. I would stop wasting all your time thinking about all this macro big picture stuff about what's going to happen in the long term or what's going to happen in the rest of the world. And no, just you got to get grill pilled. What do you do, something though? Is, I mean, get I'm not, grill I can't pilled, prescribe baby. this to you. I can't prescribe you this to you. Like, if you, if you are concerned about doing, if you are someone who feels like you like want to contribute in the most meaningful way that you can in this time, Mm. regardless of what will happen or could happen or when it will it I, I would say probably it would be to like salt union shit throughout amazon and like in grocery stores especially because amazon gets really blown up but like grocery stores are still the like highest employer like walmart has like 1.5 million workers uh like kroger has four hundred thousand. uh and like Amazon's like not even in the top like six or whatever, but I mean, I just mean grocery stores like that. That's how it would have to happen. I was just like reading about, I don't remember enough details about this India shit to speak 
uh, specifically to it in an intelligent way other than it was well, it's also very me... hard to find any reporting on it right like west re- western reporting on it it was just really making me think about what it would look like here and also just about pragmatically like what does affecting capital mean which obviously we know it is a strike we know it is shutting down things but what is shutting down things here and it's like if you shut down grocery stores which are the largest employers of americans it just that just seems like the and it's well yeah, are you gonna people need a food. job at a grocery store i'm not yeah like i don't i'm not saying i'm gonna do shit i'm, I'm just like <laughs> I'm trying to fucking I'm for the first time making enough money to live uh without uh being too stressed just cuz they like me at this goddamn wedding place so I can Yeah, they don't think you're a heroin addict. <laughs> now that now that I don't work in their office every day, right. they and they don't I have don't to see, see me anymore. Drooping over your desk at 8:30 a.m. slob. <laughs> right, drool. <laughs> and then just like keys. walking into the knocking on the the door to the boss's office, being like, oh, "I'm gonna run across the street to get some energy drinks." <laughs> yeah, you're not. Do, they're not doing workplace interventions on you every three weeks. Coming back with two monsters and then having to get a uh, blood pressure uh, evaluation <laughs> in the job place where I find out I have am having heart palpitations currently. <laughs> <laughs> oh man kratom man it's great it's good for you no kratom didn't do that that was pre-kratom that was before no. that was when i was fucking trying to get myself up and at them with with just the energy drinks and i can't drink coffee anymore because i have like acid reflux shit where if i drink coffee it makes me like feel Damn, like my you throat. are falling apart Closing up. It's just that you got anxiety I... now. Oh, I have anxiety. Weed. Yeah. You got fucking acid reflux <laughs> going on. The acid reflux though has been going on. I've adapted to it. That's why I drink energy drinks now. It's been oh, like four awful. years. Heartburn is the worst. It's really yeah. awful. Mm-hmm. The turkey I ate on Thanksgiving fucked me up so bad. Did it really? The amount of heartburn I got, and then I like did not shit normally in, for four days. Well, Nick knows something about that. I would shit normally in like four years. Mine was the opposite of you're not shitting normally, though. Yeah, right. Yeah. My body was like had to take a meeting about how to process the meat. That should be like inside out. They should make an inside out Pixar movie, but it's set in the air. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's all about like a vegan that starts eating meat again, and it's all about the body like trying to formulate uh, how to handle this. How do we yeah, turn this into know. shit? How do I don't turn... know all the parts of ass, but like, yeah, there's got to be different little worker bees in there that does shit. All the ass workers. Oh, there's tons of stuff in, going there's, on. There. I mean, the amount of like labor it takes to turn food into uh, poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not you know? just the uh, that antechamber at the end. You know, like the green room before the big show. Right. exactly there's a walk down before you get to the green room speaking of labor what is constipation other than ass workers going on strike Mm. wow yep think about that that's i mean that's fair enough to the ass workers inside of my ass because they were just like what the fuck bro yeah you're fucking up their biome like you have not had a turkey for over a decade man and you're just gonna like you keep calling it a (laughs) <laughs> oh nick dropped out god damn it <laughs> nick dropped out mid whatever he's gonna say or you come saying, back nick? nick there come back i well, said okay. god damn it i said 
<laughs> I like how you keep saying a turkey. You had a turkey instead of just turkey. <laughs> so it means it sounds like you ate an entire turkey every time you say that. <laughs> it's like no wonder you're constipated. You ate a whole turkey. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. So. COVID. COVID alert. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. I killed David, the funeral home director. In a cruel twist of irony, I... Uh, Murdered David. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, what kind of notes do I got here? Well, oh, you know what? Boy. Actually, I um, I read way too much of Obama's book because I torrented it, as I said in the last episode, and I started reading it, and I was like, well, maybe I'll just read this and just see, you know, there's little nuggets in here. And I'm just like reading this the like beginning passage, and it's just it's just so fucking annoying. He's so annoying. It takes forever for him to get to anything. He's just uh, talking about just like, well, he starts off with all this like endless detail about like the flowers in the the gardens of the White House and how like he saw his daughters run next to them one time and oh sometimes he would walk through them and think, and I'm talking like this guy confused like good writing with like just more details. You have me just imagining like wishing for the scene from Terminator 2 where she where Sarah Connor <clears throat> has a vision of a playground getting annihilated by a nuclear explosion. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a combination of that and the scene from Independence Day when the White House gets <laughs> Yeah, that's up. perfect. Just this just the fucking skin like caramelizing and then flaking off. Into you know what's ash. funny? Like Independence, not to derail you, you're, Dustin. You get back to what you're saying with Obama's book, but like, oh, like Independence Day and all those Roland Emmerich disaster movies, and then later, like stuff like White House Down and Olympus Has Fallen. All these yeah. movies where like the White House is destroyed fantastically. Like they, all those movies came out under Democratic uh, presidents. It's so weird that there weren't a glut of those under like Trump. Like you know, like it, it, we, it's we, too like, real at that time, though. Like the. <laughs> You know, they're, they, 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 it's that weird, like, liberal anxiety, that end of history, like, oh, but we, we, we sure do seem to be, like, doing everything right and in charge, we're in charge of everything, but, like, they can't, there is that very real under the surface shit that they try to sweep under the rug that is there. That I don't well, know yeah, whether. And I guess also it's that, uh, like, in, like, Independence Day, it's supposed to be bad when the White House blows up. But if Trump were president, everyone got it. Like, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, back to Obama. Lest they forget that that is the same, the very same White House where uh, Obama walked through the gardens and uh, had had big thinks about big issues. Yeah, was he writing and, literary? Uh, ta- he fucking like. Oh my god! Uh, he talks about his like lived experience during the eight years I spent in the White House. He fucking sucks. Um, and he keeps talking about how, like, one of the issues he keeps, like, harping on, or the, the, the like, themes is the idea that he wants to speak to younger um, people interested in politics. And tell like, them what? That better things yeah, aren't like, possible? Oh, shit. Hold on. I got disconnected again from the phone. Oh, my God. This episode is so technically fucked up. Can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah. could hear you even when you got disconnected, by the okay, way. Okay, I, I couldn't hear you. That yes, You know what? I'll save most of maybe any of what I want to talk about 
the Obama stuff for maybe another episode where we're not having constant technical fuck ups. Right. My phone's not about to die as I'm trying to read notes from it. Um, but when I, I finally did skip ahead and start reading the stuff about the, um, like foreign policy, this, and oh my God, you know, can I just, let me just read. Oh my God. Nick dropped out again. He'll be back in two seconds. There you go. Okay. What if I just read, let me just read an excerpt. And we'll see. Oh, please do. Please do. Go, yeah, okay. go nuts. All right. Can't wait to so, hear. So uh, this here. is actually going to be long, but this I was just like racked while reading this. Just like, you know, just like what the, just, you know. You just, just got like really, really emotional thinking about Obama and the, in the White in, House. In, in, in like how responsible the. What a know, different time, different branch. beautiful time it was. Uh, for most of the 20th century, for most Americans, the what and why of our national defense seemed pretty straightforward. We lived with the possibility of being attacked by another great power or being drawn into a conflict between great powers or having America's vital interest, as defined by the wise men in Washington, threatened by some foreign actor. After World War II, there were the Soviets and the communist Chinese in their real or perceived proxies. He keeps talking throughout the book, too, like he wasn't the president and doesn't actually know the answers to like a lot of questions. About like he like he's just like constantly shrugging and being like I actually don't know you know who knows what the CIA was doing you know jury's still out on that um but uh ostensibly intent yeah those fi- those files haven't been declassified yet so I'm, I can't <laughs> yeah. talk about that there's no doubt that as I'm writing about this I'm wondering are there are there steps I could have taken to counteract or challenge more directly. Um, these kinds of attitudes that were lurking in the Republican Party, um, and and I, look, I, I uh, I'm always wrestling with this. And then came terrorist attacks emanating from the Middle East. At first, on the periphery of our vision, scary but manageable, until just months, or until just months into a brand new century, the sight of the twin towers crumbling to dust made our worst fears manifest. I grew up with many of these fears imprinted on me. In Hawaii, I knew the families who'd lost loved ones at Pearl Harbor. My grandfather, his brother, and my grandfather's brother, or my grandmother's brother, had all fought in World War II. I was raised believing that nuclear war was a very real possibility. In grade school, I watched coverage of Olympic athletes being slaughtered by masked men in Munich. In college, I listened to, t- to Ted Koppel marketing the number of days Americans were being held hostage, or marking the number of days Americans were being held hostage in Iran. Too young to have known the anguish of Vietnam firsthand, I had witnessed only honor and restraint of our service members during the Gulf War. And like most Americans, I viewed our military operations in Afghanistan after 9-11 as both necessary and just. <laughs> Oh my God! The I love the uh, the honor and restraint. Of course, well, of course, he of has to say that, though, right? Because because he continued those wars, right? I mean, yeah. And I mean, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess he could try to frame it like, well, I, you know, mm, I don't know if it was handled correctly, and then that mess was just sort of laid in my lap or whatever. I don't know, but he's really he's going full in, huh? Well, that's the like whole conceit of the like he really sets up early on in this whole like all these insufferable chapters where he's setting up his you know personal story his personal journey 
is is the idealism or like his his feigned idealism that he used to hold where he's like oh yeah i read all the good authors i read all the okay guys who- okay and then he had to he was forced to butt up against like the reality of the mm-hmm. world we live in and the hard and like the hard decisions yeah. the moment the republicans started making fun of him he was like oh god we have fuck we might have to kill some children i cannot be called weak again which is obviously like a put on, you know, he's, he likes that framing of it. Like, even if we will make fun of him for like, uh, oh, he didn't understand that like the Republicans were vicious and like, we're going to never compromise with him and mm-hmm. we're always going to make, but he like, that was good with him. He was like, that's great. I can, you know, but he, he, he implicitly understood and he like weirdly almost sketches this out that he, that, that, that you can't get get to power if you're going to oppose it in a certain way. That there's a well, limit. I mean, that's the thing. That's the that's the thing about Obama. Obama is an intelligent person. He like he's you know we're joking, but he has read the books. He is aware of the arguments to be made against the American empire, against against capitalism. He knows all those things, and on some level, I bet you he even agrees with them. But He's also someone who has been uh, who has been uh, indoctrinated and lives in this country and knows how you succeed and has yeah. been taught from the moment of his conception that success is all that matters. So you have to you have to put these things aside because all you know all these are these are pretty fantasies. But at the end of the day, all we can do is all one can hope to do is exercise some degree of autonomy and authority on this earth in this awful country and i did that and i did it and i made everyone think yeah. that i was well, making all the, the tough choices yeah and he saw a path to becoming a billionaire and took he wanted to be to took it he, and not he wanted to be the fucking president he, like he wanted he that's he was like he had all these the the it, the early passages really like resonate as like him trying to square with like oh yeah i like can kind of recognize a lot of these things are right maybe or like that <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, but like I do no also like want to be the president. Yeah, he's like, it might as well be yeah. Him. If I'm not the president, it's going to be some other, some bad guy. So why might as well be me, Mister Good Guy, Obama? Uh, but let me, I'm going to continue. This passage actually, it didn't even get to the good part. It's a little long, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep reading it. Uh, you know, whatever, because uh, it's just it, he gets more and more into his fucking foreign policy. Um, but another set of stories had also been etched into me. Different, though not contradictory, about what America America meant to those living in the world beyond it. The symbolic power of a country built upon the ideals of freedom. I remember being seven or eight years old and sitting on the cool floor tiles of our house on the outskirts of Jakarta, proudly showing my friends a picture book of Honolulu with its high-rises and city lights and wide-paved roads. I would never forget the wonder in their faces as I answered their questions about life in America, explaining how everybody got to go to a school with plenty of books and there were no beggars because most everyone had a job and enough to eat. What the fuck is he talking about? No beggars? Uh, the prob- his shit is so much like the like glossy, essayistic, like like long form writing you see in like in like high-end magazines where it's like all all every all every essay redounds to is just like it's like 
It's making an argument and then your own counter arguments throughout the article so that no one can accuse you of not doing, of being actually rigorous. But at the end of the day, that is saying exactly nothing. what this you, book you is. You defeated your own argument. He's like, look, I'm aware of all the, the counter arguments to this stuff, but look, at the end of the day, I'm the president. Um, <laughs> he's yeah, I, I love this characterization of almost everyone had a you know, everyone had a job and enough to eat. Not like unemployment is like a built in facet of our fucking economy. Uh, later, as a young man, I witnessed my mother's impact as a contractor with organizations like USAID, helping women in remote Asian villages get access to credit. In the lasting gratitude, those women felt that Americans an ocean away actually cared about their plight. Yes, everyone should feel more gratitude towards America. When I was first visited, when I first visited Kenya, I sat with newfound relatives who told me how much they admired American democracy and rule of law, a contrast, they said, to the tribalism and corruption that plagued their country. This is oh this fucking framing oh to this whole God. thing that like America the first black president. Yeah. He's talking about how Oh no, Nick dropped out right as you God damn it. Look. I, I there's a you're speaking to a president who brought common Kendrick Lamar And that's what I was going to say. J Cole into the White House whose Wale. every playlist has hip hop. So I, I am the first to recognize the power of hip-hop, not just as music, but as social commentary. I am a huge fan of uh, all kinds of rappers. And many of them are my friends. Okay, they just can't get their shit together over there. It's yeah, weird. God I don't know why. I don't know why. The boys yeah. back home, they can't, they can't pull their pants up and they're listening I, to that misogynistic rap. It's like yeah. he's like, oh, I, I got to be Bill Cosby now. Bill Cosby's in jail. I gotta be the new Bill Cosby. Well, maybe if they just tried a little more democracy, because uh, America is the only country that has tried it, and it's working out great for us. I love this like fucking constant. He constantly throughout this thing, and I guess it's just like a general liberal thing to do. But he's really pre like the way he preaches the democracy of America as if we don't have an actually like undemocratic like compared to other democracies throughout the globe. Like we have a way less direct democracy. Obviously, the Electoral College. Well, it's all, you know, like, yeah, it's incredible that he's putting this book out now. He's writing about how everyone around the world believes in the, in the sanctity of American democracy. When right now, there's not a single person in America, like I'm, either if you're a Republican or you're a Democrat, at some point in the last eight years, you have thought that the that the election was stolen. Like the yeah. Democrats thought the election was stolen in 2016 because of Russians, and the Republicans now think that dominion voting systems have set have hacked into the the voting systems so like no one believe no one here believes it democracy like, is now just yeah in his mind the only people who believe democracy works are are kenyans <laughs> like what is he talking about <laughs> uh well the, my phone is about to die so i'm gonna try to get through the last of this because goddamn he just you know he keeps he keeps icing that cake with this with this passage uh such moments taught me to see my country through the eyes of others. I was reminded of how lucky I was to be an American, to take none of those blessings for granted. I saw firsthand the power of our example exerted on the hearts and minds of people around the world. But with that came a corollary, le corollary lesson. <laughs> Fuck. An awareness of what we risked when our actions failed to live up to our own image and our ideals. The anger and resentment this could breed 
The damage was done. You're now you're doing a southern accent that he doesn't have. The damage the that was done. You're turning to Hogwarts. Okay, yeah. All right, all right, all right. When I heard Indonesians Indonesians talk about the hundreds of thousands slaughtered in a coup, widely believed to have had CIA backing. What? Mm. I'm wondering if you would defund the police. No. I felt America's defenses weakening, saw chinks in the armor that I was sure over time made our country less safe. That dual vision, as much as my skin color, distinguished me from distinguished me from previous presidents. For my supporters, it was a defining foreign policy strength, enabling me to amplify America's influence around the world and anticipate problems that might arise from ill-considered policies. For my detractors, it was evidence of weakness, raising the possibility that I might hesitate to advance American interest because of lack of conviction. Don't, no worries there, guys. No worries. That's his whole thing. He was like, don't, he was like, they were worried I would like not advance American interest. That I wasn't going to murder people in many places. <laughs> it's like, guys, I got the fucking corporate hegemony. Like, I'm, I'm on, I'm on board. Let me, uh, immediately, you know, fucking throw everyone under the bus for my allegedly progressive past yeah like him going to kill Gaddafi was him like trying to like hey gang look at me look i did it i'm one of you guys right this is my kill right i got him <laughs> uh, the gang initiation uh yep yeah that's very cool that speech that that speech just sounds like tony stark in avengers age of ultron when he talks about coming up with the i know the world i know the world better than everyone and that's why i should be in charge of it and I'm going to come up with this global defense network that is America. It's like <laughs> that. I, that I am. I am such a genius that I know how to operate it safe. Yeah, that that is this whole thing. It's yeah. If we just we just My need to get the philosopher pure. King Obama back in charge, he can actually uh, handle the power of the Iron Man suit. Well, we are, we are the new Iron Man is now Joe Biden. He's going to step into that suit. And he's going to wax philosophical about america's need to build longer cars and longer cars yeah the cars have gotten too short <laughs> they gotta be... and uh and i will be we'll be all better for it it'll be it's gonna be great oh i do got some Man. china stuff well, let's see i just want to say okay what? well because uh you know i was talking a little bit about how um china subordinates the corporations um in its country uh we did z in like 2014 he like cut you know what never mind i'll talk about this later forget it <laughs> i don't need to, yeah i can't do it okay. kevin you know what we could talk about what you had a bit of a journey after last record didn't i talk about this already no that was at the end of the last episode where you took a gigantic bong hit and oh, met boy. jesus here we go yes <laughs> yes yeah i took a big bong hit and it changed my life what do you, what do you remember from this because i mean i remember i remember everything he remembers more than everything i mean it was just great i've never really seen you in such such an enlightened state you kept talking about how either you are the biggest idiot in the world or you are jesus christ he actually became that bong hit was like the spice melange and it turned uh 
humble Kevin into Muad'Dib. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been vibrating in a different. He gave him pre- prescience. Uh, the <laughs> the universe folded in upon itself, and he could see all things at once. Yeah, I I, I came to the, uh, the the realization, which I apparently am the only one who is on this tip, that all ghost hunting videos are child labor. <laughs> Yeah. You kept. We were watching ghost hunting videos, nuke stop five, and you kept. You were convinced they were all made by children. <laughs> I mean, Why? if you go, if you if you peel the onion back far enough, they are all being made by children. Or, or the. <laughs> so this the really did permanently affect your brain. I can't. I I need. To, I'm not high enough to explain what explain the the economics of ghost hunting videos right now. But I just know that what I said holds up. Uh, he's analyzed. He's put the, it through further why, okay. analysis. So no, you know analysis. what? I want to get into this. several academic journals uh, about this. Okay, expect so, to see my writings in the Economist. I don't want to press it too hard, but I do, I'm just curious why videos that are not made by children and no children are involved in the production process of them are child labor. And I'm open to the Some answer. Some of them have children in them. This is undeniable. A good number okay. of them. Okay, you know what? Like you know what else movies. have children in them? Movies. That's child labor. Okay. All right. Well, at least I'm not saying consistent. that this is all. Co- I'm not saying these children are being coerced. But of course, I'm my other these argument are working for money. My other argument, though, is of course that these videos are real, and those are real ghosts. Yeah. Well, and- this is this is the this is the the point of contention here, and that I for the things that the. By and large, the vast majority of them are fake. Okay, some of uh, them are child labor. No. Uh, let's see. Maybe 87%. Certainly every single video that's been in a new compilation is fake. No, you didn't see the new one. The new one's got some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to save it for me for uh, when we record a person again. All right. You can tell me uh, whether they're employing child labor or not i don't think they are i think that they're real and good these new ones you're right there have been some fake ones that employ child labor that does suck but you know we're in it for the real ghost videos that show us uh just a little glimpse into the great beyond and uh, the horrors it holds for us yeah why i mean i did look into the great beyond it's all the number two baby so uh it's it's all shit it's all the number two it's not shit (laughs) Well, number two, that's poop. Yeah, <laughs> number one, yeah. number one is Correct. pee. Number two, is poop. Well, and the thing is, yeah, it's number all about three number two. Is sperm. We're, we're trying to get to number three. Is three sperm? Do really people three say is that? Sperm. I've never heard that before, but that that is live in the balls. What is snot? That's fitting for what three is. Three is. Wait, but you well, never have to like go. One. I guess. What? Having to go number three is just being really horny. Yeah, it's okay. man, it's not. It could be man sperm or lady sperm. Okay, but you're just like, well, I need to go number three, and that's when you go into like the nearest closet and jerk off. Yeah. Okay. That's well, what I that is. Horny. I usually I just say go I'm gonna go into the nearest home. closet and jerk off, but I'll start. I'd probably be better if I just said more colloquial. What, Kevin? Well, yeah, three, I want to. I'm horny for a better world, and that's what three is. Hell yeah! It's the the sperm that will inseminate the egg that will create a better world. Damn! Wow, that this is of- this is <clears throat> this reminded me of the uh, the 
sermon the pastor gave at the funeral I just filmed. I thought you were going to say the Sermon on the Mount. <laughs> what, what is that? That one's the one where you he say... He's a modern-day Moses, Kevin. The Sermon on the Mount. No, that's Jesus. Oh, right. Duh. Well, and that's where Jesus I'm, says, I'm pretty sure he says that the rich man can't get through the uh, to heaven. Isn't it? You got cr- to figure out how to crawl through the eye of a needle. To yeah, do he's, he's like, Something. unless you can figure out how to get through this needle, which, eh, good luck. He's not saying you, the rich man can't get to heaven. So that's He's that saying real- they haven't come up with the technological innovation yet to shrink themselves down Ant-Man style. Uh, but then, but Bill, the lights of Bill Gates and Elon Musk, they're, they're working on it. They will eventually be able to get through the needle. Say 